Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Okay, good morning, good morning, and welcome to NAPWIC Talks, Blog Talk Radio. Happy Wednesday. Everyone knows this is my favorite day of the week, and I am Jada Williams, your national NAPWIC radio chair. Thank you, thank you again, members, guests, first-time listeners, for joining us today. Like our beautiful commercial said, please, I ask you also to go like, follow, and share on all of your different social media platforms and or head over to www.napwick.org to get connected with NAPWIC and find out what is coming up next. Okay, so I won't leave you guys too much out in the blue, jumping off of your seat. We have a very special guest with us today, and this gentleman is Mr. Chris Chris Walton. I would like to say good morning to you, Mr. Chris Walton, and of course, we will also have a special surprise for you guys today. Miss Ann McNeil, the master builder herself, has been confirmed to step into the studio along with Miss. Ursula Odom and Miss Jackie Perry. So today is an, an exciting show. How are you, Mr. Chris? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? Thank you, thank you, thank you. So let me go ahead and tell our audience, our listeners, who can't wait to find out more about today's amazing show, a little bit about Mr. Walton. So Christopher Walton quote-unquote, Mr. Chris, began his employment with Broward County in 2000 when he was appointed operations manager for Broward County Transit. In 2007, he was promoted to department director. The department includes the fleet uh, services division and the transit division. Mr. Chris has done some amazing things throughout his career. As you know, he started in 2000, and it, we are now in October 2020. So, Mr. Walton, first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself in your own words, or how did you come to do what it is that you do now? Okay. Well, thank you for, for having me on the show. I, I'm, I'm very pleased to have this opportunity. Um, well, as a 
son of, of the auto industry. I was born in Detroit, raised in Detroit, went to school in Michigan. And as, as if you know anything about the uh, Midwest, particularly the Detroit area, if you come from Detroit, you're somehow attached to the automotive industry. So um, I graduated from school, and I was an engineer. My first job out of college was as an engineer at the Ford Motor Company. So I've always been linked to transportation. Um, after I left there, I did a few uh, consulting jobs, but actually ended up running the transportation system in the city of Detroit as an appointee of the mayor. Um, then I moved to Florida, and as was mentioned, you know, in 2000, and became part of the transit system here in Broward County, Florida. For for the national guests who may not know who, where Broward County is, we are in South Florida. We are the county that is between Palm Beach County and Miami-Dade County, uh, the county seat being Fort Lauderdale. So I've been here for almost 20 years, which is, is somewhat amazing in itself because most transit directors don't end up staying at one property that length of time. But it's been it's been really an interesting experience. Uh, we've done a lot of good things here at Broward, but I would like to tell your guests that uh, great things are on the horizon, and I think there are tremendous opportunities that we want to get into and discuss with you and your listeners. Uh, so I, I think we, we've got some things that are, are very critical that you, you want to listen to, and um, I'm looking forward to sharing these these things with you. Of course, of course. And listeners, as Mr. Walton has stated, you know, today is a very special Wednesday for us because it is our NABWIC Billion Dollar Luncheon and Transit Opportunities Morning. So, yes, this evening or this afternoon, please join us from 12 to 1 for, for our Billion Dollar Luncheon and Transit Opportunities where you can hear Mr. Chris Walton himself along with um, other special guests and more information. So you can also participate in that luncheon today by going and registering on Eventbrite and or, of course, our own website at www.nabwick.org. So thank you, Mr. Chris, because we will be discussing more opportunities today at 12 during lunch, but also more importantly, you shared, you know, the longevity and the tenure of your time then at Broward transferred here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, for sorry, the last 20 years. And, um, we know that you guys have had a lot of things going on. So could you share with our listeners some of um, your biggest accomplishments or program ac accomplishments while at Broward Transit? Sure. Um, well, first and foremost, what we try to do, or our, our, our stated objective is to provide the most efficient, effective, safe transportation system in the world. And we always strive to do that. Um, but in terms of accomplishments, you know, over the past few years, a lot of things have changed. Like many transit systems around the country, if you go to practically any transportation manager and ask them, you know, what is their greatest challenge, typically they're going to tell you funding. And historically that has been our challenge here in Broward. Um, we have had, from the metric standpoint, some of the most favorable numbers in the nation in terms of ridership. But that was indicative of, of a system that had 
too many passengers on too few buses. So our, our ridership, our efficiency numbers look really great. Fortunately, we've been able to expand our system and make it much more efficient for all of our riders. But what has happened most recently, and again, we'll be sharing more with you later on today in terms of the opportunities, is in 2018, we passed a sales tax that really accelerated or kind of supercharged the funding engine here at Broward County Transit, which gave us a lot more money to work with. So with that, we've been able to innovate quite a few and, and, and establish a lot of new plans for the transit system. And at a very high level, I'll, I'll just say that our, our bus fleet is going to double. Uh, we are spending significant amounts of money in our road system, in our bike lanes, in our, our bike paths, in our greenways, in our bridges, in our waterways, in our resiliency. And we also, the, the cherry on top of all of it is uh, we've set aside over $4 billion to build a 26-mile uh, light rail system in the county. Um, along with that comes a, a ton of construction, a ton of vertical construction as well as rail construction. So those are the, the, the things that you know we'll be highlighting later on today. But all those things and the, the things that we need to do to prepare to make those things reality is what makes working here at Broward so exciting right now because all those things are really starting to come to fruition and the opportunities that are going to present themselves for uh, businesses of all types, particularly uh, construction and planning and designers and engineers, will be abundant here at Broward. Okay, yes. That does sound like a lot of amazing, um, positive uh, new projects coming on, especially um you know, increasing the fleet by double and um, increasing the bike lanes. We know that these are things moving forward in 2020 and beyond that um, we are needing. So basically, Broward is staying um, on point, or shall I say Broward Transit is staying pretty much aligned with um, recognizing that our country is a little old and improving on our infrastructure. So thank you for our leaders, your, your leadership um, there. So with those things being mentioned, um, how is the department encouraging or what ways are you encouraging um, organiza organizations or young people to go into construction or supporting small businesses? Well, one of the things that, that we've done and that we continue to do and we stress is that uh, as part of our successful sales tax campaign, we required that 30% of all the dollars that we spend should be targeted toward small and minority businesses. Uh, now, when I say all the dollars, the, the surtax is, is, is anticipated to raise about $15.6 billion over 30 years. So what I am doing and what my colleagues here in transit are doing, we're making sure that we get as much participation as we can at, at, at a minimum of 30% level, but not capped at 30%. So what we're doing is when we get approached by many of the major firms who want to come in and do vertical construction or rail construction or studies, we're requiring that they either develop partnerships, mentorships, or do joint ventures with smaller minority firms to make sure that we grow capacity here in Broward because we recognize that from a transit perspective, we don't have all the capacity that we need here in Broward. So it's important for us to develop 
and build capacity here in Broward. So we're actually driving all of our major firms as they come to bid for these contracts to make sure that they're bringing small and minority businesses to the table. And that's been, you know, we're very proud of that, and it's we're starting to see the, the fruits of that. And, and, and again, I, I keep making reference to um, what we'll be talking about later on today, but I'll give some specific examples a bit later when we talk about uh, some of the projects and some of the opportunities that will exist for um, smaller and minority businesses. But that is what we're doing. We're placing an emphasis with all of our firms, all of the major firms, all the major engineering design firms, that if you come to Broward, and you want to do business in Broward spending these transportation dollars, you've got to bring a small business partner to the table. Of course, of course. And, of course, you, we are on the right platform because NAPWIC, then the National Association of Black Women in Construction, is the voice of black women in construction, and not only women, because we do have some male members, male partners, male sponsors, um, so please don't let it limit you, limit you, or turn your ears off when you hear black women in construction, because we want to make sure your goal is 30% um, of minority small businesses should be on those contracts, and of course, we want to make sure that um, you never have a problem saying that you can't fill that 30%. So with that really quick, Mr. Watson, let's take a quick commercial break and talk more about that 30% and NABWIC. Okay. Today's show is brought to you by Ann McNeil, the master builder, building stronger and better lives and businesses and by PepsiCo Frito-Lay Company, one of the largest food and beverage companies in the world, and by J. Perry and Associates, giving you the building blocks to grow your business. If you're joining us online, be sure to visit their websites, which are listed in the online description for this week's show. To learn more about our advertising rates and packages for NABWIC Talks, contact Jada Williams at area code 786-702-1005 or email blogtalk at nabwick.org. And don't forget to follow us on Blog Talk Radio by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash nabwick. Thank you, and we're back. Yes, and we are back sharing this morning with Mr. Chris Walton, who is the Director of Transportation over at Broward County Transit. Again, thank you for joining us this morning. Um, but before we move too much further on, just backing up the commercial, I would like to announce, take this second, really quick to say to all of our NAVWIC members, I know you guys are listening because this is our happy Wednesday, but don't forget, even guest prospects and the person, our newest member that just clicked submit on our website, you do have a a NABWIC training and development course laid out for you this Saturday. Yes, NABWIC offers training and development education to all of its members. So members, please make sure you check your emails or you already know the routine, just head over to Eventbrite and register for this Saturday's training. Um, and all the details are on Eventbrite and in your emails, um, members, and guests. So back to you, Mr. Walton. 
how did you hear about NABWIC, and what ways did you or others believe NABWIC would benefit um, individuals in the Florida area? Well, <laughs> that's a great question. And the way I heard about NABWIC was from the master builder herself, uh, Ms. Ann McNeil. <laughs> um, we were oh. We were introduced here locally in Broward. And I will say to you and your guests, um, you could not have a more passionate representative for NABWIC than Ms. Ann McNeil. Uh, she has made sure that she has um, established herself in Broward, established the organization. Uh, she's made great contacts, and she makes the rounds here, and she makes sure that everyone is fully aware of NABWIC and what NABWIC capabilities are. So she was the one who actually approached me about doing this, and I thought it was a great idea because one of the things I want to make sure that we do is make sure that the word gets out. Uh, we have not, um, I don't think, done as good a job getting the word out to groups like NABWIC to make sure that you're aware of all the opportunities that are, are going to be available, that are available now and that will be available in the future. And the, the thing that if I could get across to the audience, is what I like to tell people when they when they approach us, is you know when they they see a solicitation or an RFP, I don't want them to think just about a singular project. I want them to look at this as a wealth building opportunity, because this is a 30-year program, and where there might not be something that fits right today, you need to get involved right now to link up with different organizations, to different uh, companies, and certainly stay involved with NABWIC so that you'll know that down the line when an opportunity comes that you can get involved and not only necessarily as a 30% partner, but, we, we, you know, this money isn't, 30% is only the minimum. I mean, there are opportunities for 100% for small businesses. So we want to make sure that organizations like NABWIC are fully informed and, again, um, through the master builder herself, uh, I am, I'm going to make sure that she has kept, is kept aware of everything that we do, and I will do my best personally to make sure that NABWIC is kept aware of all the opportunities that are forthcoming. Well, thank you so much. And, guys, listeners, I hope you caught that good tidbit there. And while you're writing your notes, that you're going to continue to fill out as you move into our billion-dollar luncheon later this evening is that this is a 30-year program. Again, a 30-year program. Wow. So, like he said, it might not be something in it for you today, but start the process because you never know what opportunities might meet you later down the road. And with that being said, I won't get on my soapbox. I have a better person for you, the lady of the hour herself, the master builder, Ann McNeil, is in the studio. Let's see if she has time to come off of mute and share her words of wisdom with us this morning. Jada, you know I'm laughing. Thank you so very much, Chris, for those kind words. You know I'm laughing. So, <laughs> and for those of you that are listening to this podcast, I am about five feet even. I'm about five feet even. How tall are you, Chris? 
I am six six. Chris is six six, and I am five feet even. What's my point in saying that? My point is this: teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> teamwork <laughs> makes the dream work. <laughs> yes, and because, indeed. And because, <laughs> and because we are the voice. Not just of black women in construction. I like to tell people that the B stands for business. And when you talk about business in Broward County and you talk about business in transit, we cannot overlook the fact that Broward, for many of us, is home. Even though at our billion-dollar luncheon in transit that we're going to be that we're hosting, we will have representatives from uh, the uh, bullet train in Dallas. We'll have representatives from uh, New York, New Jersey, uh, Transit, and also representatives from MARTA. But for many of us in the South Florida chapter of the National Association of Black Women in Construction, Broward is home for us. And with that being said, I think it's very important that we heed what is being shared by Chris, because what happens is that we have to and I think uh, nobody says it better than T.D. Jakes when he talked years ago and, and he said, get ready, get ready, get ready. And we can't wait to get ready. We really should have been ready or we should be in the process of getting ready to be in the transit space. And as, as, as Chris will share uh, at, during his presentation, there are a lot of opportunities that actually we just really overlook. And so it's going to be a very exciting um, opportunity, Chris, we want to thank you. But I do have a question, though, and, and we talk about this. Your journey into transit, you told us about, you know, how you got here. But can you share with us what, a, what is a traditional uh, track, if you will, for the transit professionals who would like to at one day, who would like to aspire to be in a position similar to what you have, no matter where they are in the United States and transit. What would that track look like? Because we really want to, you know, this, this podcast is evergreen. We will be playing it forever. And we really want to encourage millennials to consider coming into the transit space because many of us, and I can see for myself, I came into transit in the 70s during the Kaiser days in Miami-Dade transit. And I'm talking about early, mid-70s. And so... Uh, when you think about transit all over the world, uh, there will always be some type of transit, whether you call it high-speed rail or, or whatever it is. So what would that track look like in your eyes? Well, there, there are a couple of different tracks. There are actually many tracks. Uh, the historical track has been for um, people of color primarily to start off at, at the service level. And the service level, I mean, historically uh, – either driving a bus or repairing a bus. Um, from that point, uh, we've had a number of people just move through the ranks. You know, they become supervisors and they become managers and they become directors and ultimately they get to the point where they're actually running a transit organization. And that has been the typical path historically for, for people of color. Um, there's also the other path, the, uh, the education route. There are programs across the country now that actually have degrees in, trans in public transportation. Uh, Indiana University has a good one, uh, and there's a number of others throughout the country. But uh, in any event, the, the, either tracks, 
you know, you, you need to get in and understand the rudiments of the business. And transportation is changing. You know, you, you, you mentioned some things about high-speed rail. Those things are coming. But the face of transportation is changing. And, and a lot of it is due to the dynamics of, of the current society. I mean, COVID is going to make a lot of changes in, in how transportation is perceived in the future. Um, in terms of, you know, the, the things that we're doing, we're looking at autonomous vehicles. We're looking at smart grid systems, uh, systems that actually where buses will actually communicate, and we're doing this now, where buses communicate with traffic lights to make sure that if a bus is running uh, behind schedule, the traffic light stays green to the bus, catches up, and, and gets back on schedule. Uh, so it's those types of the historical knowledge has been just to learn how the system works, but we're moving much more into the technological age. Uh, I would say that the, the, the types of things that you need to learn now are a little bit different. Uh, we're moving away from the internal combustion engine. Probably in, in, in the next 20 years, all buses, well, maybe not quite 20, but targets are around 2030 to 2035. The transit industry will be electric. Uh, we'll, we'll, there are systems in, I think, Los Angeles who have said that uh, they will no longer, in the next 10 year, after 10 years, buy any more diesel engines. And the trend is moving that way. So the technology in our business is changing. So in terms of the, the tracks that you would need to take or the educational path that you need to learn, it's a little different than it used to be. It's much more technological. Uh, but at the end of the day, the, the, the bottom line is providing the highest level of service, the best quality service that we can to our passengers. Because technology aside, and all the other transportation elements aside, we're in the people business. It is, we're in the service business, and I tell my staff all the time, you know, we want, to do, we want to build a transit system that you would be proud to put your mother on. Think of, think of our passengers as, you know, think of your mother when you think of our passengers. We want to make sure that at its core the system is safe, reliable, and our, and our operators and our, our staff are courteous. So those things will never change, but the technology in, in transit is changing. But in terms of the path to get there, there, there are different paths. Um, one path is, is, is the ground up, and the other path is through the educational process. But in any event, uh, the, the best experience is, is to get into a transit system or a transit-related system and learn the business uh, because, again, there will always be transit systems. I mean, you, you see the, the rise of, of Uber and what we call, you know, some of the other offshoots of different microtransit systems. But at the end of the day, uh, there will always be a, a need to move large numbers of people because as, as population continues to grow and as cities become more and more dense, it, when people, and I'll give Broward as a good example, um, the population in Broward is going to continue to grow. Uh, it's anticipated by the year 2030 it's going to grow to 20 25%. So what does that mean? That means that our roads will become more congested. There will be more cars. So we've got to have more efficient, more effective transit systems. We have to figure out ways to move large numbers of people faster through our, our, our communities. 
So there will always be a need for a public transit system. So in terms of, of, of learning, in terms of understanding that path, is, is the, the planning element in terms of, of, of figuring out how all these things come together. It's more than just the mechanical side. Quite frankly, it's more than just, you know, the building of the buildings. It is all those things that are coming together. And those dynamics in terms of providing public transportation are, are constantly shifting. So uh, get into a transit system, learn all you can, and just be the best at whatever it is you're doing there, and you'll make it to the top. All right. Thank you so very much. Back to you, Jada. Thanks. Thank you so much, Ms. Ann. So, guys, I hope that you are taking notes. Again, amazing, amazing, amazing information being given out. Again, who would have ever thought that transit was so innovative and technology-driven? So I'm just loving this interview today. Um, again, and also how he has explained the technology and moving forward. And, guys, within 12 years, we could be riding or having buses with no diesel engines. And this is, yes, he is the director of Broward County Transit. But keep in mind, he's representing Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. But today you will also get some of the same type of information from Detroit, Texas, Atlanta, Marta, and New York will be participating in today's NABWIC Billion Dollar Luncheon. And going back to his first point also, these are programs and initiatives that they have going on for the next 30 years. So, wow, guys, where else can you get this type of information all in one spot? Let me answer that for you. Nowhere, because that's why you are tuned in to NABWIC, NABWIC Billion Dollar Luncheon and Transit Opportunities, brought to you by NABWIC and founded by the master builder herself and Nick Neal. So let's go ahead and move on to the next section of today's podcast, which I know that the emails have been blowing up, and I've been checking them. Um, keeping everything in rotation and running smoothly. So we'll take a quick commercial break and then come back um, checking the studio for comments and additional questions with Ms. Jackie Perry. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC. Thank you, and we're back. 
Yes, yes, yes. We are back. And Miss Jackie Perry, how's it looking over there in the studio? Well, I don't see any hands in the studio right now, Jada, but I do happen to have a question. So I have been very inspired by uh, hearing from Mr. Walton uh, this morning. And uh, my question is, is, is this. I heard you talk about, you know, your career uh, the vision for, for Broward, and I was particularly interested when you talked about how uh, when folks come in to do business uh, with you all that you're requiring those partnerships, those mentorships, those joint ventures. So I was just curious, in terms of, of leadership within the transit sector, uh, since we are women, uh, I'm interested in how you see women's roles changing, maybe even further. I know we've changed in terms of our, our roles and participation down through the years, but say five or ten years from now, when it comes to Broward County, uh, how do you see women being more involved in leadership within the transit sector? Well, if you were to come and take a walk through our organization right now, you would see women in key leadership positions right now um uh one i just hired um a young lady she's an assistant general manager she was actually running a transit system in the midwest she's joined me here uh my top engineering person is actually a a black female um and the assistant general manager i spoke to is, is also a black female um I think practically all of our finance staff, uh, maybe not all of them, but are, are uh, black females of, uh, you know, some of Jamaican descent. So black, black women, particularly black women, are very well represented in the trans industry. The uh, current chair of the national organization, the American Public Transit Association, is Nira Fernandez, who runs a transit system in California. And you will find that it is not unusual at all. In fact, Deborah Johnson just was named general manager at the Denver RTD. Uh, India Birdsong runs the Cleveland RTA. Uh, so, I mean, there are many, many examples of black women who are at the top of the organization in, in large transit systems. Um, so, and it's not only representative here at Broward, but I, I believe, and this is just a personal uh, opinion of mine, is that the organization should be reflective of the community that it serves. And I've made it my business here to make sure that we've got appropriate representation at all levels in this organization. Uh, I've only mentioned a few of them, but, you know, we are well represented with uh, women and women of color throughout Broward County Transit. And, again, it is not that unusual, particularly in the large urban transit systems across this country, uh, where you will find that you've got a, a very strong representation of, of black females in the organization at uh, very prominent levels. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, thank you. We do. Yes, thank you. And we do appreciate um, your insightful goals there. Okay. 
So one more thing. So, Chris, could you explain or go through or help me understand the relationship between Compto and Transit? Compto is the Conference of Minority Transportation Officials, and Compto was organized to do the kind of things that we're talking about right now to make sure that blacks had the opportunity to become more than bus drivers or uh, train conductors or uh, mechanics. It was an organization that was created to uh, provide training and to network and to provide job opportunities for minorities in transit. So Compto has grown over the years from a a, a very small group of, of passionate men to a large organization that encompasses, uh, it actually started off with a group of men, but it it is now an all-encompassing organization that has reached, or it has far-reaching tentacles into the transit world, not only on the operating side, but also on the business side. Because initially, when it was the organization Compton was formed, again, it was it was formed to make sure that we were represented uh, in transit. But once we saw the opportunities in transit, or once you know our predecessors in Compton saw the opportunities in transit, then there was a need to bring in black business. So we then brought black business into the organization to make sure that they could then participate. Um, Compto was very uh, important or, or very critical in terms of legislation that requires uh, small business participation in the transit industry. Um, and Compto works hand-in-hand hand with the national organization to make sure that, again, that um, blacks and minorities, women, are represented throughout the spectrum. Uh, again, not only in positions in, tra- in transit and agencies, but also on the business side. Thank you so much for that. So um, our members and listeners can understand the relationship there and why um, they may need to be interested in Compto. So thank you so much. Okay, so I just have two more questions for you, Mr. Walton, and thank you so much for being a great guest today. Are you ready? They're they're the hard ones. Okay, bring them on. Okay, so share with us your favorite book or what are you currently reading right now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You would ask the the, – I I didn't think that was going to be the question. I thought it was going to be – Another the other one of the other questions. Uh, look at the reading right now. Um, I'm going to be honest. Right now, I'm, I'm not reading any any books at this point. I'm spending a lot of time uh, with the election in terms of okay. uh, doing a little work after work here. Um, making sure that people, well, our registration period in, in, in our state is closed, but making sure people are uh, getting their ballots and making sure that people understand uh, how to turn their ballots in. You know, we're, we're emphasizing turn it in, don't mail it in. Uh, and for those who are those traditionalists 
who want to go to the polls to vote. We're working with a number of communities to make sure that they get out and vote early, that we don't wait till election day. But, you know, there are some even further traditionalists who want to wait till election day. So we want to make sure that, uh, you know, there are enough people that are working the polls um, and that people have ways to get to the polls if necessary. So I'm, I'm spending a lot of time working uh, outside of my working hours, uh, working on the election process. I totally understand, and our listeners do too. But with that being said, you did give them something to do or something to read. Mr. Walter just told you guys, as he is, stay informed. So read an article, a newspaper, um, the latest advertisement, or go and research whomever is your political leaders are running for political positions in your community. You always want to stay informed. So thank you for that, Mr. Walton. And the last question before we wrap up the show is, how do our members, Get in contact with you or other small business owners. How do we get in contact with you, and what are your closing remarks that you would like to share, if you have any? Okay. Well, very quickly, because the question I thought you were going to ask me was my biggest biggest accomplishment here at Broward County Transit. And if we have time, yes, I'll share. share. Yeah, you know, and it has nothing to do with transit. One of the things that I'm, well, the thing that I am most proud of that we've accomplished here is about four years ago I was approached by um, a gentleman who runs the OIC. I think it stands for Opportunities. I forget exactly what OIC stands for. But they represented a number of former offenders who were hard to employ. We came up with a program that would allow them to work for Broward County to clean buses. And we also said that if they would come to work for six months, good attendance, do their jobs, that we would make a path for them to come into Broward County Transit as employees. Because they came in under the special program to clean buses. And, you know, we said we'd give that a try. It has been a very successful program, and I'm ex- I just wanted to say that because um, it, even though it, 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 I am the transportation director, it has nothing to do with transit, but it's something that, again, I think that, uh, that I'm very, very proud of. We have actually hired a significant number of those employees into our ranks at Broward County Transit. They can now uh, provide for their families. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to say that even throughout the pandemic, you know, we have not laid off one individual. No one has missed a paycheck. So, you know, we're providing opportunities in other ways. Um, you know, I'm very happy that, you know, we're, we're going to be able to do some, we're going to do some great things with NABWIC, but we're also doing some great things with those who, you know, have had a rougher time in life. So uh, I just wanted to throw that in there. Um Yes, indeed, and I'm so happy that you did um, throw that in there, Mr. Walton. Um, Not to cut you off, go ahead. What was that last question? Um, Well, since we're on this one, this program, is it still um, 
open are available now. Yes, it is. This is very inspiring for our listeners. Our listeners may have family members, community friends. Yes, it it is open. In fact, just before we came on air, I was reviewing the latest group of individuals that we're considering bringing on board. Um, you know, we just have to make sure that they don't have any uh, violent, um, you know, any, any any crime, any violent crimes or crimes against children. Um, but we evaluate each case individually, and you know, we we feel, uh, you know an obligation responsibility to to give people a second chance and it's worked out very very well but yes the program is still available um and again i, I remember now the question you asked in terms of, of contact uh again I, i'm going to share that information again with you later on in today but what i i can do right now is i will give you my my office number and my email address and for those who will be who may be interested in additional information on anything else i've said uh, feel free to contact me, and I will direct you to the appropriate uh, entity, uh, whether it be our, our re- returning offenders program or anything we've talked about in terms of uh, opportunities for for uh, business in transit. But again, my my name is Chris Walton, and my email address is C as in Chris Walton, W A L T O N at Broward B R O W A R D dot org. Again, C Walton at Broward dot org and my office number is nine five four three five seven eight three six one. Well thank you so much, Mr. Chris Walton, for joining us this morning and I can't wait to hear more from you and all of our other special guests during our Billion Dollar Luncheon this afternoon at 12. Um, I'm just so geared up and ready to keep my notebook out. I know we have an hour or two in between the next time we all meet under our NABWIC umbrella. But listeners, you know I'm always super excited every Wednesday on NABWIC Talk. So thank you so much for joining us today, and you already know where you can join us again next Wednesday, 8.30 a.m. Go ahead now and run over and register for NABWIC's Billion Dollar Luncheon and Transit Opportunities for 12 noon today. Hope to see you on the screen. Thank you and have a beautiful Wednesday. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.